0: Two, Hello and welcome to one. episode 15 of Virtually Relevant. I'm
1: Eric. I'm Josh. This is Kevin.
0: And hey, I'm William. This is going to be kind of a short episode, but we wanted to sit down and discuss the semi-recent rumors about a mid-generational replacement for the Oculus Quest. So I had not heard about this. This
2: is so
0: the, the rumor is that there will be a, a quest S or a, a Right. Which is which is not that surprising. What is surprising is that it's only a year and a half into the cycle. That's kind of a, a right. very like aggressive we one. just got the quest. We did. Like, what, and people still can't year? get it. <laughs> so I mean I'm I'm a little shocked by the timeline, but uh, Bloomberg does have a bit of history with successfully breaking Oculus rumors uh they announced the quest before it came out so i mean they, they do have a contact somewhere inside oculus
1: well
3: yeah. you know do they do, do they still manufacture uh snapdragon 835 like some of this stuff that, that the is quest is question based on <laughs> especially um now that they're ramping up production to meet uh market needs especially right. because of what we're facing with COVID and people actually spinning up VR integration a lot
0: faster these days.
3: Well, Bloomberg um, claims It makes sense.
0: It, it, it does, to some extent, to, to move off of 835. Although, you know, I mean, I imagine there's a production line somewhere producing them. So there's at least some benefit to sticking to, stick I to mean, it. Yeah. But, um, I mean,
2: yeah. Snapdragons don't exactly go away. Like, right. You're, you're still going to see budget phones using that chipset for you know two, three more years. But I wouldn't expect it to just be gone.
0: The, the rumor from Bloomberg was that the original plan was that there would be a sort of a, a Quest S, a mid-cycle replacement that improved accessibility and ergonomics and some minor issues for holiday of 2020. COVID completely derailed that. Not surprisingly at all, but they said the idea was use a newer Snapdragon chipset and target a higher refresh rate. So instead of uh, 75, hit 90 with the refresh rate, so it's more comfortable for more people. Uh, and then some improvements to like the hand tracking, because right now the the touch controllers that are paired with the Quest are tracking at 30 hertz. Um, Apparently, like the the ones that are labeled as like the Jedi hand controllers are 60 hertz. So twice the, the fidelity on the hand tracking. People don't pay much attention to this, but apparently the original Rift had better haptics than the Rift S or the Quest. They had like linear actuators as opposed to just, you know, rumble motors, which they replaced for cost reasons on the next generation. But it sounds like they may be moving back towards better haptics um, on the hand trackers. Reductions in size, in weight, improvements in battery life, things like that. So, I mean, like a traditional mid-cycle replacement. Just minor usability buffs without making anything that someone would be unhappy they bought the first generation about. I mean, you, you buy the next gen because it's available and it's got some tweaks but nobody says I can't run this new software because my old version won't run it so it's not a quest 2.0 it's a quest 1.25 or a 1.3 okay so
3: so the real question then is Eric you're you're working from home yes and you've got a couple of teenagers oh God that yes. uh, are out, arguably probably out of school right now, you know, yes. enjoying what they call their extended summer vacation. <laughs> um, you've got a little bit of extra money, or maybe they've got a birthday coming up. Do you hold out for hope of a refresh, or do you just go ahead and pull the trigger as soon as the quest it, it is it available? It sounds like
0: it's a hard no on the new update. Uh, they were aiming for holiday 2020, and now they're not. Uh, the supply chains just aren't there. So if you are looking to buy something buy what's available uh they are not coming out with something new this holiday season um but it's an interesting preview of what their priorities are for 2021 you know so one of the big questions is um oled or lcd two screens or one And a lot of that has to do with uh, IPD adjustment. The original Rift had an IPD adjustment. So if your eyes were particularly narrow set or particularly far set, that you could clearly, you could align the, the lenses with your eyes so that you got a very clear image. The Rift S did not pursue that. It went with a single screen and no hardware IPD adjustment. The Quest went with two screens and OLEDs. Um... Here's the thing, though. The, the big advantage of OLEDs was true black reproduction, but the problem was that shifting from black to gray versus gray to gray took longer. So you got this sort of smearing effect when you had true blacks, which was annoying enough that they built in a, an abstraction layer that prevented it, basically. So you never went darker <laughs> than dark gray which meant that the advantages over LCD, especially as LCDs advanced, was negligible. Uh, LCDs are making big strides. Rift S, the LCD is quite good, actually. I would be a little surprised if a Quest S didn't go LCD. I do hope it goes to LCDs, even though the cost is higher, uh, so that you can do the IPD adjustment. But I would not be shocked if it went one LCD like the Rift S. Aren't, uh, yeah?
3: aren't, aren't OLEDs but more power efficient or potentially, potentially capable of being yeah, more I mean, power efficient? You can because because they can of
1: turn, off, off, turn off, off. off the individual pixels right. themselves.
0: You're, you're only being effectively billed for the power budget of the pixels that are being lit. Which means if you're in a dark environment with only a handful of pixels being lit you are consuming less power. But um, I'm not sure that is a concern as much because they have almost always prevented people from turning off all the LCD or all the OLED uh, pixels because the power time to turn on a pixel versus taking a pixel from a lower gray state to a higher gray state significantly higher so you get this sort of blur effect with true blacks so -hmm. they have mostly prevented you from having true blacks which is one of the I mean there's color gamut issues so I mean you can get a wider color gamut but true blacks was supposed to be uh, OLED's big advantage and they have largely been eliminated eliminated at a driver level unfortunately
3: Well, I I can tell you I would happily do or pay anything for a 20% weight reduction.
0: Well, for for what they're saying, uh, the replacement is supposed to be 15% smaller and 20% lighter. I don't know if that is due to uh, optics or what. But, I mean, if you look at like the half dome 1 versus 2 versus 3, there's a radical reduction in size. So they may be taking advantage of some of the same um, distortion and compensation issues. So Maybe
3: they've removed the battery and gone with the nano hamster. And that's why we can't you get know the what? cables.
0: If, if they just put the damn battery in the back instead of in the front, the world would change quite a bit. I, I'm not sure other than like concerns about cable breakage, why they haven't done that at this point. The the early versus the Quest actually had the the CPU and the GPU in the back, and they've avoided that. But if you could look at least get the battery in the back, I think that would make right. a world of difference. Yeah, yeah
2: because that battery that's in there, if it's if it's anything like the one in the Go, it's just a big yes. uh, cylinder. Like yes. you just
0: especially back.
3: especially if they had like a a, a small battery onboard in the front with 80% of the battery capacity on the back yes. so you could hot-swap it.
0: Holy smokes, hot-swapping would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they, they, they're very focused on the Quest as a single-user consumer device, not for, like, location-based entertainment or, like, swapping between friends. So it's been hard to get them to make concessions based on the idea of long-term gameplay across multiple people. So, we'll well,
2: think about it. They don't want to sell one. Headset well, no, they would
0: individual. like to sell lots of them.
2: They want to sell headsets. a single headset yes. for every person. Of course they and would. So yeah. Okay, they so they don't want to imp- implement anything that would mean you can share it with friends.
3: Let's just create a stimulus package where every <laughs> citizen in the United States gets a Pico and everybody has has, has VR overnight.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a hard that's sell. That's a hard sell, an Pico coming from China. But all right. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. But uh, I suspect a hard sell. Right. Yeah,
2: I, I can't imagine that would go over too great. <laughs> right.
0: So,
3: so what are your thoughts on these rumors? You think? Uh, I think well, it's uh, I,
2: I
0: valid. Think there's, yeah, I think there's a degree of credibility to it. I mean, obviously, that right now the quest is supply constrained, so anything they can do to make the production of the quest simpler. Is, and, and less expensive is going to be a, a big hit for them uh re- removing the uh fabric sides and replacing them with plastic sides absolutely big hit um switching from oled to lcd big hit one screen to two or two screens to one i would i would hope they'd hold fast on this one but i'm not holding out too much hope it may land on one um I, I, would,
3: I would think also that a, a mid-cycle refresh would be a move to kind of ring out extra profits that There's, weren't yes. naturally there from the get-go.
0: Of the no launch, question. The, I mean, like, if you look at the, the PlayStation Slim, things like that, they are functionally identical but designed to reduce the price and boost profits at the same time. They could do the same thing here. And and probably should from a business perspective. I just want to make sure they don't leave people with wide or narrow IPDs behind. Uh, I'm I'm actually potentially okay. LCDs have come a long way in the past couple of years. So swapping OLEDs for LCDs is potentially fine. As long as you keep two of them so you can separate the, the displays for each eye. And make them independently adjustable
3: what are your thoughts will
2: I mean I've never been a fan of the idea of the mid cycle refresh it just not for VR headsets like I get consoles they're they're making it slimmer they're making it more power efficient they're making it run better and a lot of times they change things in the chipset to make to avoid issues that happened early um, you know like I remember a big one for was like the PlayStation 3 you know the launch PlayStation right. 3s had. Tons of features, tons of things, and then they were, but they had a high fail rate. Right, and then you know, then they had the PS Three Slim, then they had the PS Three (laughs) Ultra Slim. I think is what what it ended up being, Um, which is functionally the same. It does it doesn't have any other additional features, um, but it's got like a slide open top, right? So, I'm fine with hardware revisions, but mid cycle refresh, like I just don't think VR headsets should be following the mode of cell phones. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, especially when your user base is as small as it is. You know, it, it 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 feels like a slap in the face. Like that's what happened when the Rift S uh you know came out. Everybody's like, oh, you know, is this a, or no, uh when the link was announced, everyone's like, oh, You know, this is a slap in the face to Oculus Rift S, you know, all the people who bought the Rift S or, you know, this is, this is terrible, you know, this, that, and in some ways it was, but the Quest is, is functionally different enough from the Rift S that I think it's fine, but if you turn around and you say, oh, okay, we've got the Quest and we've got the Quest S, like, I, I'm a lifelong gamer, so I, like, all of my points of reference are usually going to be, like, game consoles, so, like... The Game Boy Advance is a good example. So the original Game Boy Advance, no backlight. Right. Right. Uh, It was big, didn't really fit in your pocket very easily, uh, kind of an awkward shape, things like that. Then they came out with the SP. The SP was foldable, had a backlit screen, you know, had a little bit more comfortable form factor. It could fit in your back pocket. Everything was great. And then not a lot of people remember, but there was a a revision of the SP. It was like the SP one or something, which is it had a better backlit screen, um, and functionally no other difference. Um, (laughs) and so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, but they didn't change the price. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well this is the new thing. So you got to get that. They just said, Hey, this is, you know, this is what it is now. And this is what only thing that's going to be on shelves. Um, but the biggest thing is they still supported that hardware, and that's right. going to be the the big the big tell is if they do release a Rift S or a Quest S, does that mean all the Quest owners are screwed? No, My, you
0: know? I I get the very clear sense that their absolute top priority will not be screwing over the existing user base they've spent so much time establishing. So I mean.
2: I would love to think that, but yeah. the, the Rift S or the, the, the original Rift CV one cable shortage is a major issue I get that, that but, I mean, says the, otherwise. The,
0: the, the C, the Rift S is 100% compatible with the Rift. And I mean, there's no games that are Rift S right. only. So, I mean, right. I, I think they're going to try to support the existing platform for a while. For some the platform
2: and the content, my yes. concern is the hardware I hear, you know nobody I hear. wants to spend four hundred dollars on a headset and right. in a year not be able to get it fixed that's valid uh because your your warranty expired and we don't sell the cable for it anymore sure i mean that's <laughs> that's a that's a crushing thing for any consumer and that's it's honestly not something I, I can say with confidence that Facebook cares about yeah um, oh. Their, their track record so far has not been good.
0: It has not. That is true.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know that I could support a mid-cycle refresh. Kevin? Yeah.
1: So, let's see. For the for the mid-cycle, my thing is I, I originally did hear about it or, or, or see it, but in the headline that I saw was leaked. And all the all the headlines that I saw, you know, was, had the word "leak" in it. <laughs> and I've been I've been very wary of anything anytime I see the word "leak" in it. Uh, so I've I've been pretty skeptical, and I've I've really just kind of kept myself out of it. Um, for the what one thing that kind of stood out to me and got me thinking a little bit was for the uh, outer shell of it essentially going from fabric to plastic right i'm i'm wondering if that might cause some problems with cooling that's all so. um, cuz you know as especially with the quest it it definitely produces quite a bit more heat it does. than the Rift and the Rift S, because it's got the CPU in there plus the battery, uh, and then if you add in trying to charge, if you're doing a link or you're trying to extend your play session, right. with with a with an external battery, that adds even more heat on top of that. Uh, when the battery is trying to get charged and being used at the same time, uh, and so I I'm kind of wondering if now the the front of it is still uh, plastic, uh, but I'm wondering if having having the headset on your head and you moving around, you know, with the fabric right. kind of helps get airflow it, it in and out be, of the, it's of, the hard of, to know of the headset.
0: How much of the- fabric is for aesthetics versus airflow but and and now
1: with the with the original cv1 it was a little bit of 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 both because at that time they still had the infrared leds underneath the fabric yes so that was one thing that they specifically talked about when designing the cv1 is how much fabric they imported and looked through to find you know the, the the perfect fabric to use that wouldn't block out the the LEDs and everything um, and i'm i'm a little bit with g- going along with with will on this except for for me it's more of i kind of would wish that you know since it it has only been you know, not even a year since, right. or or almost a year since the quest had has come out. You know, I feel it's a little too soon, and I was hoping that they would put more uh, behind an actual complete new revision of, or not not a revision, but an update of of the quest, so we could actually get in actual quest version too
3: you know I, I personally i think when it comes to bleeding edge tech um, i'm of the mindset of um, i'm pretty much trained um, to be expectant of a one-year refresh um, whether it's in place or if it's a whole new version like a la smartphone um, versioning and uh, i see it as especially when it comes to something like the quest, where it's wireless standalone, um, better battery life, um, ba- uh, power optimization and weight. Um, it's gonna be a while before we get to this. you know, feather light lasts forever um, frame point. And we any, any steps we can take toward that, even if it's a minor refresh, of the same platform supports all the same titles and is the same form factor. Right. I'm I'm the of the mindset that I'd probably refresh my own headset um, just to get those minor gains because I sp- I you know I'm going to spend more time in it. Every person is going to have their own um, mileage uh, on this topic specifically, but. Which you know, we've it,
1: covered in the past before, like our, right. our we, we we've all covered our own versions of what we sure. consider, you know, Rift two point right, But,
3: <laughs> but yeah. i i I would definitely um, I would definitely re
0: up. As as someone who spends almost his entire workday in the quest, obviously, I would drop whatever it costs for a new quest if it was more comfortable, if the battery life was better. If it had some ergonomic improvements, things like that. But and I mean, I'm I'm happy for new users to pick up those improvements as well. It definitely feels too early for a quest two Anything that like brings yes. backwards compatibility, I think. Absolutely. Would be a bad, bad choice. And I think they're on board with that. The the is question's just whether or not they're gonna do a a quest S and win.
3: I, I'd almost prefer like the the quest to be their their replacement for the go in the sense of it being the entry level more does affordable
0: still exist? Is, is anyone recommending the go
3: with I, yes yes really? um wow. yep wow. uh there are still a lot of use cases for extreme affordability and you only need 3 DOF off like okay. 360 tours things like that um and it's it's more at least from my perspective and where i sit um it's more for for fleet deployment right like i want to send out um 600 headsets or 2500 headsets sure. and um integrating into vr at this stage of the game the lower uh, barrier of cost and it's uh, sort of kind of easier ish for some uses um it you know th- because there's less bells and whistles, that means there's less to be confused about, which means it's more straightforward for people that have never um, used any kind of immersive experience, let alone uh, you know, ever really even open up any kind of multimedia on their computer at work. I, I will so,
0: throw out one possibility. The Quest with hand tracking is arguably more accessible than the Go with these the 3DOF controller mm-hmm. for training. But I, I absolutely the cost perspective is valid.
3: Yeah, so like, you know, the the evolution of all this, right? I think we might see a point where uh Quest 2 or whatever, uh, the the 2.0 generation of this stuff um, ends up being a little bit more premium and maybe the Quest just becomes more refined in its slow but mid refreshes and just becomes much more budget friendly um but you know that's that's kind of the 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 nature of the entire scope of the industry right there we're we're trying to see where all the different uh oils settle and where which tier is where and which budget is where and who who adopts what for for those reasons like have you guys seen the the wirality haptics um, mod. I guess that they built. Um, it's like a shoulder-mounted haptic solution. Yeah. So, no, I no, have not seen, seen that. It's they, they they claim that they built it using thirty-five dollars worth of components. Um, it it sits on your shoulder and it's got like these little finger caps, right? And it's got wires that go back to this shoulder-mounted device. That, you know, basically um, help to put tension on your fingertips so that... I love the when,
0: idea, but I mean, all of the images I've seen, they're using DK2s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah that's, it just raises some alarm bells a little
1: bit. Mm-hmm.
3: It just, it just uh, seems like, a, you know, there's a university lab somewhere. Someone put some headsets in a, a while back. They weren't being used, and so some some uh, dev team decided to build a affordable solution rather than paying a couple thousand dollars for an off the shelf uh, haptic solution. But that's that's to my point, sure. right? There's while it's not an elegant, um, really polished solution, it gets the job done for extreme cost affordability, sure. right? And that's that's really where we're sitting in this market and with the industry is trying to suss out what exactly is the sweet spot. Like, do you go with LCD? Do you go with OLED? Do you go with more weight, more battery? Or do you go with, um, you know, something that's more comfortable? Like, there's sure. just, there's so many unknowns. We're really sorry, just inventing understand. this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Siri. Okay, you need to understand that, and, and that's another good point. You know, there we we have not seen a massive integration with assistants, um, with voice commands, with sure. all those kinds of things. It's it still hasn't hit that like congealing point, that like bringing it all together and being this really solid integration of everything it's still, It still still feels like a extended dev kit days
0: there's definitely truth to that i
1: don't know i i i don't quite quite feel that you know because you know you're you're talking about your phone and you know how when when <laughs> di, when did siri and bixby and you know hey google finally come on the way it wasn't that long you ago. just you just
3: activated everybody's <laughs> phone that was listening You're to welcome. this on speakers.
1: <laughs> order, order VR. <laughs> uh,
2: it's been a few years. It's been, uh, I, let's see, I've had my home for three years, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's been about three, four years. But, I mean... I don't know what you would honestly integrate that much. Like, yeah, you could probably do some things, but there's not a whole lot of integration that you could do really easily. With I'm, those I'm a little
0: surprised, given that the original Vive had Bluetooth integration with your phone for right, text right. messages, that it seems a little odd you can't pick up your phone and see your phone in VR. That That does seem. Yeah. A little surprising, but
2: or just a companion thing yeah. that shows you notifications, you know, incoming call, it pauses your game, something like, you know, something similar like that would be. I mean, would be you could nice, use uh,
0: what is it, CarPlay or uh, Android Auto? Android Auto,
2: yeah, that would be a weird application of it. Like, I mean, there are there are plenty of Bluetooth Low Energy solutions out there that would sure. that would work fairly fairly easily for what you know, we're, we're suggesting, but I mean, yeah, there, there are ways to go. Um, we've come a long way and there are ways to go Yeah. Um, to, to make it easier and more, more functional and more easily accessible and things like that. But I think the, the main thing is we'll get there. It's just a matter of how long is it going to take and how many versions of the Rift or the quest are we going to have? Are we going to have the Rift 4S before we, Get to where we feel like things are great, and yeah. I God, I hope they don't go with that naming scheme. That's just gonna be I so, so, that would be so annoying. Please but no. with that being said, uh, you guys have anything else? I think that's about it.
0: No, I think it's a good topic.
2: Anybody else have anything we want to talk about this week?
3: Go buy some headsets. Let us know how you. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop <laughs>
0: buying if, the if headsets If you, you can, people- for
3: you. buy a stop Cosmos Elite. The- tell us how you like oh, it oh
2: god no <laughs> oh wow i'm not even gonna hide Damn. my uh disappointment Damn. in that headset yeah
3: okay right. says the person who doesn't own a cosmos elite oh
2: <laughs> for a good reason <laughs> yeah. nah yeah do what you want get your own headset you know whatever vr is vr see what it buy takes and...
3: all the headsets buy all sure. of them
2: just buy them all i say that with four in my house right well <laughs> No, we're not. Way too many headsets. I have more headsets than heads in my house, so you know I I can't really talk smack. But uh, that being said, I think that's about it for this week. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.
0: Take care. See you next time.
1: Au revoir. Yep. See you, everyone. Bye.
2: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Virtually Relevant. If you liked it, please consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast app. Helps bring us up in the charts and makes us easier to find. If you'd like to support Houston VR and this podcast, please consider becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Until next time, thanks for listening.